Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the D1 Only Podcast. My name is Eduardo Villalpando and we have a very special guest today, Adrian Sang. Welcome, my man. Thanks for having me, Chipo. Yeah, you got it, man. Adrian is an NCAA Division III student athlete at the University of Rochester. He's originally from China. During his junior career, he attended the Wild Tennis Academy in Ojai, California, while in college, he's part of the team at Rochester, at University of Rochester, and has previously been named an scholar athlete. So congrats on a great junior and college career so far. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Uh, I actually want to start things off just by talking about your junior career and your development as a tennis player. Of course, okay. for the people who don't know about this, we met at the Wall Tennis Academy. I was, I think, if I'm if I'm correct, I think I was a junior and you were a sophomore in high school. So how was that whole process for you of just going to a prep school in high school? And was your goal to play college tennis already since those days? Or is that something that came on a little later? Yeah, so when I went to WAL, I actually just started playing tennis. I probably started playing for like a year, so I wasn't too familiar with um, college tennis and all that. But at WAL, we went to a lot of college matches, and I really enjoyed the atmosphere, and I really wanted to compete. Uh, and I thought competing with a team was uh, one of the things I really wanted to do. And uh, I think it was kind of difficult going from uh, one of a really – Uh, a school in China to the U.S. because um, I guess in China academics are a lot more important than I would say it is in America. So being able to have to split your focus on just academics to academics and tennis was kind of challenging, but uh, the people at WOW were really cool. The teachers were cool, coaches were cool, and it made that transition uh, not as hard as I thought it would be. Yeah, I imagine because a lot of people, like we tend to talk on the podcast a little bit about that transition from high school to college and how you got to get used to just like waking up early for practice, then going to class and then doing lift and then doing all of this. But for you, like you struggle with the transition since like a little bit earlier in your career. The fact that you have to move from China to the States. And of course, like there's no secret that at the Wild Tennis Academy or just like a prep school in general, you're a little bit more focused on the athletics aspect of it than academics. So I I'd imagine that must have been hard for you at first. Yeah, for sure. Because... In China, it's really about like academics, academics, academics. And then when we came back to, well, well, when I came back to the U.S., it's really having to be able to say like, okay, I have to spend this much time on, you know, homework, on schoolwork or whatever. And then having to spend the rest of my time focused on, you know, tennis. And because that's what you sign up for when you go to one of these prep schools. It's not just uh, academics anymore. You have to spend half and half, you know, or you have to learn to reprioritize the way you you work essentially yeah for sure and how do you think going to a prep school help you like just in terms of the entire recruiting process and when did you decide like okay college tennis is actually something i want to pursue but also i want to stay on top of academics i think it was junior year after the end of junior year because uh i think the goal of while is to put people through Uh, to put people into college uh, tennis programs. So, you know, I just was one of the students there. So obviously I also started to realize like, yo, I want to play college tennis. Um, and then academics was also an important part. So I also wanted to go to a school which was relatively good ranking 
But uh, what was the rest of the question? Sorry. Just like, how did the prep school help you go into the into Rochester? Oh yeah, for sure. Because um, well, everyone else there has the same goals of playing college tennis, you know. So, uh, you're 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 motivated because yourself you want to play college tennis but everyone around you is very supportive because they also share the same goals of wanting to play college tennis and you really work as a team there to reach each every uh, everyone else's goals you know yeah and i'm actually i actually intrigued about this question about like your answer to this question um you were not a high recruited player when you were in high school so how did you take just like Of course, like sending emails and not getting the response from certain coaches. Would you say that it was stressful for you a bit? Uh, I think you have to, for me, like I realized like, okay, I'm not going to be able to play at a lot of top, you know, tennis schools. So you have to really focus on the schools you Like, you have to separate schools into schools you think you can probably play, you know you can play on, and like schools that you like it's a dream you know just like how you would separate it academically and then if you start emailing coaches which you realize like yeah there's a spot for me uh you get a lot of responses and that really raises your you know confidence so even if one coach maybe says like yo there's no spot for you or whatever you have like five other coaches saying yeah come come to our team you know so like you never really get low on yourself and also i when i went to visit colleges i quickly realized like uh this is a school i want to go to and the coach was like yeah yeah come whatever so like i didn't really have to face a lot of you know, choices, because I already knew which school I wanted to go to. Okay, and that actually leads me to my next question. How did you decide Rochester was a place you wanted to be at? I think other than Rochester, some schools, well, there were schools that I was considering just academically, and then there are schools for tennis, specifically because I wanted to play tennis, college tennis, right? So for college tennis, I was thinking like Vassar, Hamilton, and... uh What else? I can't really remember because uh, I went to Rochester. I visited a few schools first, but and it, but Rochester was one of the first schools I visited. And once I got there, I was like, I like this place. So I really stopped searching after that. So it's like so, a little bit of a gut feeling, right? Like you're like, okay, yeah, this yeah. is a place like I want to be Once I got at. there, it was the first one of the first schools I visited. Once I got there, I was like, ah, I like this place. Coach said he could help me out. So I really just stopped searching after. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And... Looking back at your recruiting process as a whole, would you do anything differently? Um, I would say maybe visit more schools because even though I, you know, like I just said, I realized like Rochester was a place to be. I I think I kind of limited um, the the amount of places I've seen I saw because, like, yeah, Rochester was cool, but like there's more to explore you know what i'm saying yes for sure i agree with that and so of course from what from what i'm getting of everything you're saying is that you were like way more academically inclined than athletically speaking because normally for some people it's the other way around you know like i've had multiple guests and that have said that to me and even myself like i don't know if you remember you were there through my whole yeah, recruiting yeah. process of how i ended up choosing a certain school because it was a division one program so 
what was the process for you when, when you were looking into all of these schools? Like you didn't really care about them being the Division Three or Division Two or NAIA or whatever. You were like more focused on the academics aspect of it. Is that like correct to say? Yeah, I was mostly important. Uh, focusing on academics was more important to me because like uh, if I'm being honest, like there's the chance of me going pro is like very, very slim. So like almost basically impossible. Uh, so I realized like I'm going to have to do whatever I can to help my academics, you know? Yeah, for sure. What's your major again? Sorry, at Rochester, I didn't get to ask you that. Uh, computer science and uh, economics. Nice. All right. And what was the biggest adjustment you had to make when transitioning from high school to college? Um, well, at while you know how it's a lot. Like, uh, a student may, may choose to focus more on academics or on uh, tennis, but the school itself was more focused on tennis. But at college, especially at, like, a D3 school, I'd say, um, the school itself doesn't really care about the sport. It's more like you're, you're a student first, and then you're an athlete second. So really rechanging back to focusing on academics first and then putting tennis uh second you know what i'm saying yeah i do and actually you know isaiah volk i had him on the podcast a couple of seasons yeah, yeah. a couple of seasons ago and he actually went to rochester as you know and he was telling me a little bit about how different it is because like first he was at george mason university which was a division one program and then he tra yeah. transferred to rochester and it's like literally night and day when it comes to like the athletics aspect of it because at rochester you are maybe you're not receiving like the same attention like i wouldn't say that professors are gonna help you just because you're an athlete i mean they they do but they don't do the same at rochester if you know what i mean and also just the fact that i said i was getting like all this gear like clothes and everything as in a division one school and then going to rochester like that's not the case i think you you were telling me off air a little bit about how you actually have to rent your clothes that you're gonna wear to the tournament so i don't know if you care to expand a little bit on that for the people who may not know about it Yeah, so I don't. So obviously, the difference between D1, D2, D3 is like the budgets for athletics, right? Yeah. So D3, I guess we, we don't have as much money in sports, I'd say. So, like, I wouldn't. It wasn't renting the uniforms, but it's like you have to borrow the uniforms and then you have to return them. So, uh, before every match, so you don't keep, get to keep your uniforms. And. When it comes to the academics and uh, tennis, some professors, uh, they're much more lenient. So if you tell them like, oh, I have a match, whatever, whatever, or I have practice, I can't make it to this recitation, whatever, uh, they're much more willing to accommodate you there to say like, okay, yeah, you can skip this one or we'll just schedule for another time. Uh, but some of them, they choose, or not even some of them, rarely, but maybe one or two of them, I think one professor I had, they said, like, you can't make it up because we had a match on the day I was supposed to go to class. And I told him that and he said, oh, sorry, you can't, uh, you know, I can't excuse you from class just because you have a tennis match, which I thought was like really annoying. <laughs> yeah, because like it's it's something I came to you are to do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but that's only happened once. I think most professors and most faculty, they're really accommodating to uh to student athletes though all right 
Yeah, that's good because at the end of the day, that is like an awkward point for you, I guess, because you came to, as you said, you came to U of R to play tennis, but also you want to focus on academics and it comes to a point at times when you have to choose one or the other, you know, you can't do both. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And when, I mean, when you go to college, there's a lot of this distraction, regardless of which division is, and if it's a big school or a small school, whether it's women, mm -hmm. drugs, alcohol, etc. Is there a, a specific way to avoid all of these distractions, or would you say it's just a matter of setting your priorities straight? I don't think it's possible to avoid it, but yeah, just like you said, you have to set your priorities straight. So maybe, like, if you have a test coming up, it, it makes sense to not go out, uh, the day before or the week before and it makes sense to like study but you know if you're free and most and everyone's doing everything like it it, it it's natural to like go out and because that's what college is for you know what i'm saying yeah yeah I, i think it's a little bit of both words like i'm not saying you if, if you're an athlete i'm not saying you can't party but at the end of the day you have to party and not let that compromise your academics because at the end of the day, that's the main reason why you're in at Rochester. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because, um, you know, you go to, for me, I go to school. Number one priority priority is academics. Two, it's to play tennis. And then, you know, part of partying, uh, all that stuff goes in the backseat. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not going to forgo, forgo that stuff. It's still important because it's an important part of college. But, um it doesn't take, it's not as important. Yes, for sure. Um, I actually like asking this question to all my guests and is just to talk about specifically about mental health because I think, yeah. so, I think it's something that is overlooked by a lot of student athletes and just because of the fact that, I mean, they're, basic, you, they're basically like busy all day, you know, you do weights at 6 a.m. or 7 a.m., you go to class, you have yeah. breakfast, and then you have practice, and then you're back to class, and then you have study halls and all of this. So it's like a bit overwhelming at times for student athletes. How do, mm -hmm. would you say you have handled that aspect of yourself since you arrived at Rochester? Or, well, maybe not even Rochester, but like since being at, at, a, at a prep school, which already like kind of prepares you for it. Yeah, so being at Wall, I feel, felt definitely helped me prepare, but nothing's gonna help. Uh, nothing is going to help you to the extent that you're completely ready for college, especially being a student athlete. Because, like you said, there's so you only have so much time in a day, and being a regular college student, I feel like it's already stressful. But then you add upon tennis or whatever sport you're playing, and it takes away a lot of time, uh, free time that you would supposedly have. But I think it's important to realize that when you go to a college program for a sport, you, for me personally, at least when I play tennis, I'm happy, you know? So playing tennis to me isn't a chore. It's something I really enjoy. So, uh, whereas maybe some people, when they play the sport, it's count, it counts as kind of like work for me. It's time to like release some stress you know, from academics or whatever. Yeah, for sure. It helps. And man, it's yeah. crazy to me, like what you were saying about just like regular, regular students that are in college, 
like man they have so much time to do everything you know Cause, yeah exactly because yeah. like as a student athlete you learn to understand all of this that you're like busy literally from 7 a.m maybe to 7 p.m and all of these like regular students aside from the ones that have a job They're literally yeah. going to school like one one hour, two hours a day, and then they have the rest of the day to do whatever they want, which is like just crazy to me. Yeah, exactly. So like, I personally feel like I have a lot less time uh, than other people, but you you sign up for it, so you can't really complain, I guess. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. And what advice would you give an 18-year-old in terms of balancing athletics and academics? Uh, for sure, it's to perform well in the classroom because unless you're trying to go pro and you realize like, okay, academics isn't for me, I'm, I'm going to go pro, whatever. Um, I feel like academics has a big core, how you do in the classroom has a big impact on how you do on the court. Because say you do bad on a test or you're stressing for an exam, you're never going to play as well as you could play on the tennis court. So if you can take care of academics, um, you're going to take care of uh, whatever, yeah, whatever problems you have on the tennis court. Yeah, and I actually think that also applies for life. You know, not only not only for at athletics and academics, like what you're going through as a student athlete. I think that uh, that actually prepares you for life. I don't know if you care to talk a little bit. From your point of view, how do you think being a student athlete is going to help you in the life after college, if you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. So being a student athlete, you know, you have an extra commitment that most people don't have. And having that extra commitment makes you prioritize time management. It really helped my time management skills. And um, it really showed me that, like... If you're passionate about something, you can really get it done. So, like, for mo maybe for most people, having 20-plus hours of practice a week, that seems like a lot. But if you really are passionate about something, it really isn't um, too much of a hassle to carry, you know? Yeah. My guy, Adrian, dropping some gems only at D1 yeah. only. Uh, for, sure, for sure all right this is the last segment of the podcast it's called the d15 it's just five rapid fire questions you gotta answer them as fast as you can okay all right for sure china or usa uh usa juniors or college college favorite college memory uh when we went 9-0 uh my freshman year most listen artists at the moment Probably Bill Withers. Other than tennis-related, what profession would you like to attempt? Uh, software engineer. Uh, is that something you are actually pursuing? Like, that, is that something you actually want to do once you're done at Rochester? Yeah. So hopefully, I get like a software engineering job out of college, and then uh, whatever that leads to, I'm not sure yet. Still quite young, so yeah, for sure. Well, Adrian, that's all I got for you today, man. I truly appreciate you taking the time and basically just keeping it a hundred with me. I know your path hasn't been easy, just like going from a prep school, going to a division three program, focusing more on academics and athletics. But I, th I truly think that is not a path that you're following on your own. I think there's a lot of student athletes all around the country that 
are like trying to pursue what you're doing at the moment. So yeah, I just truly appreciate you for keeping a hundred with me and with all of them because yeah, it's something that people should know about. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me on the show. Shout out to you too, man, for uh, Vavil, Chris Brickley. It's big stuff. Thank you, man. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thanks to all the fans for tuning in to another episode of the D1 Only podcast and see you guys next time.